Once again, to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I'm your co-host, Mike. One co-host also, Mike, is here. Big day. One of the biggest on the year for us. We're going to talk exclusively about how Netflix is getting into the live event business and bought Monday Night Raw. No, of course, it's Oscar nomination reaction day, Michael. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was a roller coaster of emotions, too. I, I was so happy for some of my favorites, and then I was so sad. For some of the misses, it, it really was like a throwback kind of Oscars morning where, you know, all the pain, all the anguish, but all the joy, it, it, it was all there. It was all there. And I don't know what to do with my heart uh, <laughs> at all. It is. It, I mean, it's it, it's buoyed by the fact that it's a fun field of knobs. And I've, I've been on record saying that for the last part of the year here. So it's like, it's tough to have a deep seated hatred against any of these films. You even have started to come around a little bit on killers of the flower moon. Um, I have, I found something to hate though. So don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, Mike and Oscar. We only hate the best. (laughs) The Oscar nominated films. Okay. Well, I'm interested to see that. I mean, you got the, you got me teased. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we will good. be going through every nomination in every category throughout this episode and giving our uh, pretty much up-to-the-date, like up-to-the-minute live reactions uh, as they were. Mike was up bright and early watching the nomination show. What did you think about the presentation this year? Yeah, it was good. I mean, we had uh, we had uh, Zazie Beats and uh, Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's son. Yeah. The, uh, Quaid. Yeah. Something Quaid. Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid, thank yeah. you, uh, The from Scream. Scream That's 6. That's right. That's yeah, right. He was good in that. And then... Uh, it was fine. I just agree with Scott. They should put it on prime time. I, it's so made for it. It's simple. It's it's a 30-minute special. Do it. And how is this better to do it? We say this every year, but I don't understand how it's better to do it so early in the morning on the West Coast. I don't, I don't does get it. Really, does it really buoy Good Morning America's rating so much that uh, ABC <laughs> has to do it that way? I mean, they're putting on these NBA games out of nowhere. At night, because they yeah. had no programming. Right. If ever there was a year to like just test this, Good why point. didn't they do this? this I year? saw Only Murders in the Building was on uh, ABC like Saturday night. Right. And I'm like, what are we uh, doing? What are we? Why are you filling programming that way when you have this? Could be live primetime special that could be handled like Selection Sunday. And not only that, but get people revved up for Selection Sunday, by the way. Right. I mean, just have the same production values. Just do a half hour. Yeah. Just have some talking heads. Easy. Done. There you go. I'm with you. Uh, But that seems to be something we will just talk about in perpetuity, and nothing will ever change, Uh, as well as the, you know, stunt category that should be here at the Oscars. But let's talk about the categories that are here at the Oscars, uh, the 2024 Academy Awards around the corner. Uh, Let us start with the best picture field of 10, Michael. Yeah, and I'll include the tallies as well on the overall. Oppenheimer leads it with 13 nominations. Best Picture nom, of course it was. Poor Things, 11 nominations. Killers of the Flower Moon, 10 overall. Barbie, a disappointing 8. Definitely missed some biggies that we'll talk about. Maestro, it's 7. Good performance by Maestro. Mm -hmm. And I did not expect 
you know, Maestro and American, you know, that, well, those to be the top four, Mike. I didn't expect Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, Barbie, and, and Maestro, excuse me, to be the top five today. I, we thought Maestro was more like nine or ten. And I know Best Picture power rankings are different than nom tallies, but Maestro, much better than we thought. They love Bradley Cooper. They just refuse to pick him to win. Or to for director. Well, right. Like they just—they they will not give him the satisfaction of of recognizing him as a director or picking him to win for his acting talents. But they do love the movies that he's in and behind. Anyway, the the other five uh, best picture nominees: American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, both with five noms apiece; The Holdovers, The Zone of Interest, also with five noms apiece. And then it happened again, Mike. Past yeah. lives. Two nominations. Last year, we thought it was going to be kind of an anomaly for women talking to get picture and screenplay. And here we have past lives with picture and original screenplay. Well, we have the blueprint now, at least. That's all you need, right? To be a best picture contender. or not contender, but I mean, make the field in any year a contender to be a nomination in best picture. You only need the screenplay now. If you have a good enough story attached, you could make the best picture field. It's happened back-to-back years now. You're right. But, I mean, look, we're thrilled for it, right? Because we love past lives, and, you know, it hurts that Magaro kind of fell by the wayside early. No Teo Yu. We had hopes for Greta Lee to hold on at the end there. We had hopes for Celine Song to hold on at the end there. Neither of them came to fruition. But still, it's a happy day seeing past lives make the field here. It is. It's a long way from Sundance, as we said. Yep. Uh, But... They they did well throughout the season. You're you're glad to see them here. You're wondering if Celine Song has a chance in original screenplay. We'll talk about that throughout the next few months. Uh, but yeah, the the PGA ten came through. We predicted the best picture category correctly, which of course means whenever we're right about everything else, we're wrong in best picture, and whenever we're wrong in best picture, we're right about everything else. So The way we say how every award season and every major precursor means everything and nothing, uh, we know everything and nothing at the same time between us. <laughs> we did okay today. We we have passing grades. In terms There's some of our... stuff that just made us feel stupid, though. Like, oh, come on, why didn't I do that? We could have done that. Yeah. We could have done that many in many a categories, and we thought about doing that. We made we made cases in the last episode. Like you guys can listen to our cases in the last episode <laughs> that we made for the things that we should have done. The that's that we should have done. We didn't do it. But, that said, we are eerily decent. Uh, before it was a static ten at the best picture field. Like we we've had years where we hit the eight that it was, and I picked nine, and you picked the eight that it ended up being in separate years. Right. Like we we've done okay. F- Getting the big picture of best picture right. I think so, but in those years, our percentages are down the rest of the field. Yeah, I don't just know don't why look at the rest of the card. Is. That's right. So just just <laughs> the headline, Mike, Mike, and Oscar, 10 for 10. Right, exactly. Don't read the, don't read the text. Uh, Any, color, yeah. color purple, rough day. Salt burn, no day. No day. I went to bed and I was like, you know, I got this weird feeling Saltburn's going to be overrepresented and then <laughs> it gets shut out completely. I don't understand the dichotomy between no Saltburn whatsoever, but poor things can have the second most noms. It's it is a bit surprising that it got shut out and the, you know, the shutouts the shutouts with Air, Iron Claw, Origin, like I figured that was going to happen. Right. Saltburn, Ferrari, Ferrari was supposed to be at mm-hmm. least like a sound tech player. The Maybe taste supporting of actors, things. Yep. 
All of us strangers, I, I kind of, I did think all of us strangers had an uphill battle today. I did too. At, Asteroid City was kind of my no guts, no glory pick from mm-hmm. uh, production design, but I did expect Asteroid City to be out of the the mix today. It's, again, it's a long way from the spring, but yeah, Saltburn easily the biggest snubbed film of the group. We thought that was like eleventh in Best Picture, so we got the Best Picture ten right. If we had to do a Best Picture eleven, we'd have been very wrong. Uh yeah, not close, <laughs> not close. <laughs> we can finish with the tallies real quick. Napoleon got three. The creator, surprise, two-time nominee. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, two noms. Nyad, both actresses get in. Society of the Snow, two noms. We were thinking maybe All Quiet on the Western Front. Like, still, two noms is a solid day. Uh, notable single-nom films. Rustin, going to be in the lead actor category, but mm. only that one may december for screenplay el conde for cinematography great pick by you yeah we had uh golda great pick by yeah great pick by you flaming hot great pick by (laughs) us and song american (laughs) symphony and song godzilla minus one great pick by the academy there we all win with godzilla minus one and vfx guardians of the galaxy volume three and vfx and indiana jones and the dial of destiny john williams will not be denied neither will diane warren for these nominations of course they're there uh, otherwise i was a little surprised not to see any of the documentaries show up anywhere else other than the the one big snub american symphony show up in song but not documentary feature michael we had international feature eo copy anyway international feature was nutty we didn't expect yeah. what happened there. Animated feature, we both got four out of five, but animated feature did not cross over. We thought Spider-Verse could have crossed over to a couple of categories. Mm-hmm. It's a bummer it did not. The Boy and the Heron had a puncher's chance in a couple of other categories. It did not. All of those films I just mentioned are single nomination films. And then shut out, like we said. I'm sorry, I missed the color purple in there, but uh, in the single noms. But yeah, shut out, Saltburn. And the taste of things. The taste of things, Michael. <laughs> We heard. I heard a rumor on IndieWire. I believe it was from Latanzio. It might yep. have been Little Gold Men. I'm sorry if I'm attributing this wrong, but I heard a rumor that the taste of things was getting a lot of grief from the Academy because it wasn't Anatomy of the Fall of a Fall, and they wanted to send a message this branch to France. That's why huh. the taste of things is not here. The Taste of Things is a joyous movie. It's a really good movie, in my opinion. It's a bummer that it's snubbed. Go see it in mid-February when it comes out. I mean, people. the Academy is and isn't a hive mind, right? Like, they, they do have the ability to get behind a single thing. Andrea Riseborough last year, the Courtney Cox viewing parties that I've made fun of all year long. So they do have that ability to do that in certain sectors. But they're also... Uh, I don't know. I could. you think there would be enough momentum behind people... In the doc feature, or uh, I'm sorry, the uh, international feature branch to be like, yeah, we're going to send a message to France all at once, all for one, one for all here? I heard the rumor. I heard the rumor, and you you mentioned it, certain sectors. Uh, the international feature branch is voting for that nomination, or that set of noms. It does seem like they uh, they got behind the taste of things not being there, because the taste of things was pretty much everywhere else. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about it later Interesting. on. So. All right, so those are your tallies, and that's your best picture 10. So far, we're 10 for 10. We'll never speak of our uh, predictions again. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll have, like, I, I got a C plus, you got a C. We did okay. I mean, that's that's pretty much par for if the If I course. got the C plus and you got the C, would you mention it? 
Uh, I would uh, probably no, try would. not you to would mention. Not mention it. I would. <laughs> I would not mention it. If you beat me, if you beat me, that might I would be on the edge of the cliff. Remember the cliff in that British was that Broadchurch? Remember that Broadchurch cliff? You did you I watch remember, Broadchurch? I remember Broadchurch being great, but I don't remember what it was about it was at all. Great. It had Doctor Who and it had Olivia Coleman in there. I don't remember and anything it was a about murder it. mystery. And there was a huge cliff. I would Who be on the, the edge victim? of that metaphorical cliff. I can't remember, but yeah, it was, see, it was a good show. Was, no, don't don't great, don't, don't accidentally spoil. No, I can't remember it. I don't. I don't remember anything about it. I remember Olivia Coleman's face and the FBI jacket or the whatever jacket. It was remade at some point too. Anyway, I, I yeah, like. I think both. Fox. I, had... I remember. I watched the the British version, and then like five years later, I watched the other version, and I totally forgot what happened, and I. It was wonderful once again. <laughs> good. Oh, there's your there's your broad fa- or broad fish. Good God, broad church quota being filled on the Oscar nominations uh-huh. reaction show. Uh-huh. It's only our biggest episode of the year, <laughs> and uh, we're just gonna go on tangents all all day. All right, best director, Michael. Best director. Oh my God, Justine Trier, Anatomy of a Fall, Love right it. off the top here. We both wanted to pick her. We're cowards. Yeah. Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan. Yorgo Lanthimos, Jonathan Glazer. So we both went, uh, f- well, you went three out of five here. I went four out of five. Why am I doing predictions? I'm only going to mention them when I win. Yeah, so, yeah, well, that's exactly what you're doing. Everybody knows it. <laughs> no Greta Gerwig, no Exal- Alexander yeah, Payne, no Bradley Cooper. Those three were, were most predicted. Celine Song, Cord Jefferson would have been fun. Andrew Haig of uh, All of Us Strangers. He got the BAFTA nom. But, yeah, I mean, this is – this is a huge shift, and it's a huge show of Barbie stock down, right? I mean, Barbie has stock down. Are you, can you pick Barbie for Best no, Picture now? No, not anymore. Not, not, not. Uh, I mean, it seems collectively they've said the the money. You can't be too successful, right? <laughs> like, if you're a studio film and you make too much money, you're automatically disqualified. You're still disqualified from winning Best Picture. It seems like the the Academy has centered their focus on giving exposure to films as much as they can, but it walks that tightrope between you have to be successful at the box office, but how dare you become too successful if you're a studio film? Then you've already won your Oscar, and your Oscar is just the money that you've made. I want to do a study, too, about the number of Oscar noms and Best Picture or Best Director nominations. If we ever get a website, I would like to do that study and, and yeah. cross-check you know, because we talked about it with Denis Villeneuve. I mean, here you have Barbie. It's a very similar situation. Yep. That's the one that came fourth to mind most. for me, too. And it's just, it's not here. Eight nominees. I, I get it. Two songs, okay. But eight nominees and not in director. I mean, you. I mean, we were here six months ago, and I was. we were both saying how ridiculous it would be if Ken is the only acting nominee from the Barbie movie, and Barbie doesn't make it. And then that's exactly what happens. Well, Greta exactly Gerwig is everywhere. No, She's America getting... Ferrera, Mike. Oh, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. America Ferrera does make it, uh, but still, Barbie is not is absent from the Barbie movie. But Ken is there in the lead ca- the supporting category. Anyway, uh, Greta Gerwig campaigned her butt off all year. She was nominated every step along the way. She fails to make it, uh, being the the conductor of this figurative orchestra behind this masterpiece that was Barbie that was impossible to pull off. Uh, it, it's just it's just sad to me, but I mean there is obviously a bright side to the directing field, and that's that three and a half out of the four nominees, if you count the British half of Christopher Nolan, uh, are in a national fair. 
Right. Yeah. Look, I mean, we knew it was a tough field. Greta Gerwig still deserved to be in the tough field, in our opinion. Uh, Justine Trier, I, I love her work. I'm thrilled she's here. She's my number yeah, two same. on the year. Uh, we, we, we've been banging the table for her to be involved. I love that the Academy embraced Anatomy of a Fall for five nominee, nominations today. That's fantastic. It's great news. It's one of our favorite movies of the year. It's so weird what they did. Like, great job weird. with Anatomy of a Fall. Weird job with Taste of Things. Bad job with Barbie. <laughs> All right, well, here's playing devil's advocate for a second. Does Barbie get snub powers? In terms of what? In terms of Margot Robbie, Greta Gerwig not getting their marquee nominations there. And now Margot Robbie might get, a, does she get a producer nom? Does she get, a, and does Robbie get a screenplay nom? I thought she did. I thought uh, Gerwig, excuse me, gets a, the screenplay nom. Barbie, yes, Margot Robbie's amongst the, the four producers. So they still get nominated. It's just not for their marquee spot. So d- is there any kind of snub power backlash where SAG votes for Barbie? Do you think that happens? Can we predict that at all? We've, I, seen, we've seen snub powers in the past. I'm Kristen trying to Stewart. think of when it's happened. Like, what's, what's one that comes to mind? Well, Kristen anything- Stewart, there was an outcry after she missed BAFTA for Spencer and she missed something else. I believe she missed SAG and BAFTA. There was an outcry. She got the Oscar nom. So it usually happens more at a nomination, nomination stage level, yeah. than it does yeah. at the winner stage. But there is sometime a, a correction like when, hey, we just we got to give this person a, a win here. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. I, I, I doubt it. But Yeah, I, Gerwig not getting directors was really stunning to me. That seemed to be a anyway. sign of, like, good job with the money. We could keep talking about Barbie and the the lack uh, thereof in terms of marquee nominations because Margot Robbie missed lead actress, Annette Bening of Niad, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller, Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan of Maestro, Emma Stone of Poor Things. I was just, you know, heart in my throat after I saw it lead off with Bening. You know they go alphabetical order. So I'm like, who is going to miss? Huller shows up. I was I was worried for Sandra immediately when I saw Benning, mm-hmm. and you know because that that took out Barino. Yeah, Greta Lee is gone after so after Huller after Mulligan so Mulligan shows up, Greta Lee is gone, and I knew from there that Robbie was Margo gone because Emma, Emma Stone yeah. was going to be the last nom. Although would have been oh my God. amazing if Emma Stone missed. That would have been just been why what the hell um, doesn't happen obviously. Uh, all right, happy to see Sandra here. I feel like a horse's ass for not predicting the two Nyad women. I really should have done it. I was thinking about doing it, and I just didn't do it, and I'm mad at myself for not doing it. You know my thoughts about it. I don't know that Annette... Personally, I wouldn't put Annette Benning here. I'm happy Jodie Foster is there. I think she does deserve it, but nonetheless, they both make it. This is the most George Costanza statement of your episode today, because you should have picked it out of spite. You should have picked it out of spite. Yeah, I should have. Of course. Of course you should have. I pick a lot... I do a lot of things out of spite. (laughs) But no, this is this is a huge blow to Barbie's chances overall. Margot Robbie not being here mm-hmm. now. Is there a way for them to spin this to kind of finish up this Barbie snub powers conversation? Is there a way for them to spin it 
Margot Robbie gave perhaps the greatest stump speech in, in her presentation of America Ferrera for the See Her Award at the Critics' Choice that anybody's ever given. Now, America Ferrera completely won over that nomination by herself yep. because she gave the best speech of the season, gosh darn it. Yep. So I'm not going to give Margot Robbie all the credit there, but Margot Robbie did a beautiful job introducing her, and Margot Robbie, just like she did in the movie, gave a lot of credit to the to the rest of the, the cat characters in the film. Is there a way for... Gerwig and Robbie to spin this and get some momentum back for Barbie in that regard? Look, the two people that have been the face of this movie all award season and have been in front of every camera and have made the most speeches and talked to the most people both got snubbed in their respective categories. So, I I don't, I mean, if you're looking for some optimism for Barbie from me here, I don't see how you spin that. Right. Well, I'm a man ahead of my time, I guess, because I kind of <laughs> predicted Barbie was having trouble. And uh, did you pick you pick, you predicted Margot though, right? Yeah, I did predict Margot because everybody was predicting Margot yeah. for the most part, right? But yeah. then, how many of our listeners are like, "No, I knew it." <laughs> no, this is what's fun about it. I mean, it, this was going to be a battle royale in lead actress. Somebody great was going to get snubbed. We knew that because we knew it was like a category. Eight really yeah. strong resumes with Greta Lee, Fantasia Barino, and Margot Robbie being the three biggest snubs. I mean, obviously you can go down the card there, but those three had good resumes as well. And it's going to be a slugfest till the end, too, because after uh, what happened with BAFTA and Lily Gladstone, who the hell knows what's going to happen in this category? So Emma Stone wins BAFTA by default, we might think. but She has to, right? Lily Gladstone might get that sag nod. That uh, we, I would predict SAG right now, Lily Gladstone's going to win that. I, I would too, because of the strength of what uh, Flower Moon did here. And I know it's just SAG, and it's still, but it's still the highest, you know, highest percentage of the uh, the Academy overall. But Flower Moon, I think, for people who could have been down on it, like yeah, Leo misses, but it still did relatively well overall. Right. So. Maybe we're just missing the boat here. Maybe Emma Stone is just sweeping though. Could be. We were just overthinking it. I, I still have to get out to see it. Supportings. Supporting actor. We'll start with Sterling K. Brown from American Fiction. Love to Good. see that. Rob, oh, he was the first announced nominee on the day. I immediately tweeted. I was very proud of the Academy yeah. right there. He's funny in that movie. He's really, really nuanced, too. Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon. Robert Downey Jr., supporting actor for Oppenheimer. Ryan Gosling, Barbie. And Mark Ruffalo. The last announced name there from Poor Things. No Willem Dafoe, no Charlie Melton, no Dom Sessa. So, Sessa was kind of a reach by me anyway. I put it in as a surprise. Uh, Dafoe and Ruffalo, it seemed all season long, you might be able to flip a coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, We talked about how it was similar to Belfast back in the day and how that, that time the Academy went with seniority. They do the opposite this time, and it's kind of fun to see both Tony Stark and uh, Bruce Banner in the same category being nominated for Oscars in the same year. Um, no Charles Melton. We kind of knew he was falling off. Yeah. I do think he's broken through with uh, with the industry this season. Sure. So fans of Charles Melton should feel good that he's – Really, you know, not he's not only on everybody's radars. He's no not only on the map, but he should be a, a person of interest for a lot of fans going forward, which is which is a bottom line there. And Sterling K. Brown, I mean, he's been paying his dues for years. All the This Is Us, Emmy, Television Awards, love finally crossing over 
I, I thought this was a show of strength nomination for him. It's not a huge showy performance. It's really nuanced. He's he's a complex character, and the mm-hmm. fact that he's like addicted some, to some substances during the movie, and that's like you know, it, you, you just see it bleeding into the performance. You don't see it over the top. I really give him a ton of credit. He's been great in movies like Waves. Sterling K. Brown has been knocking on the Oscar door, and here yeah. he is. We've been talking about him being an Oscars player and flirting with the Oscars for years now. Uh, Fun to see him break through, and he he absolutely deserves it. Obviously, we'll continue to break down these categories as we go in terms of the winners, uh, but we'll uh, we'll have to move on there from supporting actors. Supporting actress, Emily Blunt, Danielle Brooks. America Ferreira shows up. Another big cheer for me in my living room. Jodie Foster. Now, I tweeted this. I went back to my Jodie Foster pick because you fooled me out of it. You Jedi mind tricked me out of Jodie Foster. <laughs> yeah, I did. Divine, Divine Joy Randolph, of course, is your fifth nom. Excuse me, but Jodie. I went back to Jodie Foster after you Jedi mind tricked me into Penelope Cruz again. Um, what do you mean? Wait, what do you mean you went back to her? I I am giving myself credit no. for this. Jody no, Foster no, pick. no, no, no. You there was no tweet. There was no. no I tweeted. No, no. You. I will show you the you tweet. Do not get I will credit show, for that. I tweeted it yesterday, sir. Yesterday, I tweeted it. It was twatted. Wait, I'm phrasing. <laughs> I. How do you how do you uh, give the past part of how do you future turn a phrase? Per- yeah, past perfect tense of tweet. Because we we know nothing matters more to us in MMO than grammar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, where is it here? I'm going. I'm finding it. I'm finding this live on air. This is All terrible right. podcasting. Go for it. I'll I'll start uh, breaking down this category. Blunt. Everyone expected. Danielle Brooks. Everyone expected. Uh, Foster and Ferrer are the two surprise names here. And again, uh, do you think Nyad was like a package deal, two for one? Like if one was going to get in, they both had to get in, or none of them were going to get in. That's the way it turns out. Yeah. And I, I would agree with you, but it's hard to answer your questions as I'm searching Twitter. Divine Joy Randolph also here. We expect her to win. Vegas expects her to win. Uh, you said it also. America Ferreira had the speech of the year, and this is why we talk about all the time. These speeches and these precursors matter. That's what happens to them. I mean, they, they can absolutely cement you as a nominee, like we saw last year with Kiwi Kwan, every step along the way, Brendan Fraser as well, or they could all propel you into the field otherwise, uh, which is what happened here with America Ferreira. You see what I just posted? January twentieth, three know. days ago. Three days ago. I'm going Foster over Cruz. All right, three you, days. You tweeted that you're going back to Jody Foster over Cruz. I'm not giving you credit for it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Agree to disagree. <laughs> did you say who got snubbed? <laughs> uh, no, I did not. No Rosamund Pike. No Sandra Huller of uh, the Zone of Interest and in supporting actress. No Penelope Cruz of Ferrari. No Julianne Moore. No Viola Davis. No Rachel McAdams. We were hoping for a high tower surprise from Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And Taraji P. Henson just never was. I wonder if the bad lip syncing on the boat did her in because she's really good in that movie. And good God, bad day for sh- the color purple overall. And, but I yeah, mean, they do what was difficult to do. They only had the one nom, right? And it was Danielle Brooks in the supporting category. Right. So they end up getting doing the exact thing that I talked you out of picking Jodie Foster in the first place for. Right, and Danielle Brooks and Coleman Domingo, D- Domingo, uh, who doesn't believe? Yeah. Acting kind of yep. yeah. All right, original screenplay, Anatomy of a Fall, The Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, Past Lives. 
I went five for five here, pat on the back um, to me. And you did less than that. No, I think this makes, uh, you, this makes you very likable in the listeners' eyes. Quite relatable. Look. Air. We both wanted air. Alex Convery. We thought that was one of the best scripts of the year. Uh, bummer that it's not here. But th- this category, at least, you know, it, it opened up when Barbie moved out, and now we have the holdovers, perhaps the Vegas favorite. Still, we'll have to wait and see what those noms become. But Anatomy of a Fall and uh, Past Lives got a good shot here. No? I'm happy to see them both. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I still probably, if I had to place my money on somewhere, it would be the holdovers. Um, Justine oh. Trier coming off the top rope and director there, just with a BAFTA nom. Yeah, it's a big deal. DFA. She did win the Globe for Best Screenplay. And as much as I have many problems as I had with May December, I'm happy. Like I've always said, the audacity of the script is is something that impressed me. So I am happy to see it end up here, uh, even though I'm not right. sure, you know, how uh, how good chances are to win the category. Sammy Birch and Alex Mechanic have been fun throughout the season in terms of their campaigning. A lot of pictures with Charles Melton, though. So I don't know if you've been following. I have not been. I've not been up to date on my Charles Melton whereabouts now. <laughs> I think for some reason Charles Melton fan accounts are coming through to our Twitter feed, and I always <laughs> see him with uh, the two screenwriters, so it's fun. <laughs> They're circling us. They know. They've been listening. Anyway, adapted screenplay, American fiction, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and the zone of interest, of course. The huge stub, snub in a, of adapted screenplay is Killers of the Flower Moon. All of Us Strangers probably was in that seventh spot, according to a lot of pundits as well, with a good chance from Andrew Haig. But yeah, that, so that that's a five. Another telling five. Do you look at Killers of the Flower Moon and the overall chances for awards, and you di- do you ding them a little bit? And yet they still pulled off double-digit noms, right? Ten, ten noms category, still. So. It wound up with a su- surprise song nom, perhaps, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. yeah, a couple spots it showed up. I don't know what that's going to win, Killers of the Flower Moon. I mean, we talked about Gladstone, but even Gladstone could still miss and not win. And if that's the case, I mean, the last two Scorsese movies could, Scorsese movies, could end up going a combined like 0 for 21. Right. I think... Uh, Robbie Robertson's got a shot, but the, the Oppenheimer score, good God, man. Yeah. So good. We're going to hear that all night on the 96th, and it's not going <laughs> to win its own category. I would but think the it's Killers the, uh, of the, the betting favorite. The Killers of the Flower Moon score is awesome. It's very I good. Just, I just want to do chores to that score. <laughs> I just want, like, you know, the because it's in the background. It's just, like, really cool. It's like your Western, you know, okey-doke ride, but it's, but it's cool and dangerous. <laughs> Robbie Robertson of the band there. God bless him. Two words that always describe us. Uh, we Mike's cool, cool and, and dangerous. You would feel cool and dangerous. You would feel cool and dangerous if you listened to that score while you did laundry right uh am i crazy or is the zone of interest showing up here a surprise it was seventh on a lot of lists and yet no we neither of us picked it yeah the zone of interest was uh so that's probably what knocked off killers of the flower moon here Mm -hmm. we both had zone of interest missing even though i'm i'm like an hour and a half into the audiobook i gotta get moving it's really good the book is really good and it's oh. and it's just like incomprehensible at times, but you're you're di- you're kind of leaning in to to hear it. The scenes are good. It's really messed up. Okay. So, 
to see that get adapted and, and to as a tra- and, I mean the film is really low key you know at, at arm's length it's you're gonna have to watch that film. I'm very eager yeah. to see what you what you think of the zone of interest. Yeah, it's not your typical movie. You got to be ready. It's very different. I I would probably want to. You should see that in the movie theater. Don't don't watch it at home. It's probably not gonna happen. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to zone in on the zone of interest. <laughs> get over yourself. Go it. Go it. It's like a two hour movie. Just do it. Barbie and Oppenheimer for this category. You think? It's uh, it's a it, this category maybe you get the snub powers for Greta Gerwig, and Noah Baumbach, but yeah, I always thought critic Christopher Nolan was going to be the leader in this category, and then I look at obviously all right, you're giving him director credit, and I made an argument last episode against him. I don't know this category could go in a myriad of different ways. Cord Jefferson pulls off the satire; he won the Critics' Choice. Barbie won the original screenplay Critics' Choice, but how can we? How can, seriously can we take the Critics' Choice now? They had a record number of nominations for Barbie, eighteen. Right. Barbie only got eight of those right. eighteen here. Yeah, clearly they were, that movie was more beloved by the, the critics than the. And that, there's some cynicism within the Academy, man. Uh, hi, it's us again from the future. Within this episode, uh, I was editing, uh, uh, being editing Mike one, I should say, and mm-hmm. got through the screenplay categories, and I was like, wait a minute, where's the lead actor part? Uh, we didn't record it. We didn't have it written down. We didn't comment on it. That's on us. So yeah, that, we're that's on here me, now. Though. That's on <laughs> right. me, though, because I forgot to put the category in to the document, and we mm-hmm. only read what's on the teleprompter as Ron Burgundy's here. And right. I also, but here's the thing. The numbers actually work out in our favor because I I actually credit us credited us zero for five somehow. For lead actors, so we actually did much better than that. You did four for five. I did five for five. So we have that, better that stats. Changes our totals. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. we're we're geniuses now. You have a B minus grade overall. You did eighty two, almost eighty three percent of the nominees, uh-huh. non short nominees, and I did seventy eight percent of the non short nominees. C plus, baby. So between us, we're a clean eighty almost. Um, I mean, that's much better than what we we're going to say <laughs> later in the episode. That right. is much better. Right. So when it comes to stats and how we did, believe this version of Mike's and not the the future version of this episode, Mike's, because those guys are liars. <laughs> they did. They lied. They, yeah. and they didn't lie. I mean, like I say about kids, they're not dumb. They're just new. They're new at they life. They're just unaware. Yeah, right. they were unaware. We were unawares. Um, but let's talk about the lead actor role, Mike. Uh, best actor in a leading role. Uh, Bradley Cooper from Maestro's here. Coleman Domingo of Rustin. Paul Giamatti of The Holdovers. Killian Murphy of Oppenheimer. And Jeffrey Wright of American Fiction. There's a name conspicuous by his absence that you were on top of. Leonardo DiCaprio is not here. Teo Yu, Barry Keoghan, Andrew Scott, Zach Efron, and Priscilla's Jacob Alordi. And by the way, I forgot to mention that Priscilla was shut out earlier as well. Yeah. But those are the snubs. So... This five is a fun five, number one, Mm -hmm. because I think Paul Giamatti versus Killian Murphy is a fun one-two punch. Bradley Cooper deserves to be here. We both agree. Uh And then Coleman Domingo and Jeffrey Wright. What I enjoy about recording this now, three hours later, is that (laughs) we saw first reactions of some people. Like Jeffrey Wright's first reaction, I was almost crying before we got on the phone right now because he's talking about his mom and how much this would have meant to her, and it was just really, really wonderful. And that's more stuff we're going to talk about in the next episode, kind of in the Oscar nom fallout. 
the adorable. And then um, I went back. I was thinking about lead actor on my drive home today uh, before recording this with you, this insert. And like, think about how many Coleman Domingo performances we were like banging the table yep. over all these years. So we're, we got we're 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 home. We're home team fans of Coleman Domingo on MMO for a long time, and it's just it's awesome to see this come to fruition. We thought Rustin was probably going to be here all year, which is probably why it feels a little bit like chalk, but I'm glad to see him make it. I don't think I predicted Coleman because I think I was uh, – I, I had you, worries about him. Yeah, you did. I, well, well, cynical, sure. Yeah. I was worried. I was Miserable. worried about that non-landing. <laughs> and I am hurt. Like, I don't like seeing Leo in what I think is a very good performance miss the field here, but I, I'm not – you know, you can't be upset that Coleman Domingo's in and Bradley Cooper's in. Like you said, this is a, a very fun category, and these five names – I haven't seen American Fiction yet, but the other four names, I mean, I imagine Jeffrey Wright's worthy. I know the other four are worthy. Uh, and Jeffrey Wright, as far as, you know, having that moment where he was – talking about his mother and like reminiscing about being getting the call this morning uh wes anderson that could have been you involved you had every opportunity to write an oscar-winning role for this guy well i tell you what you have uh you have three more oscar race check two more oscar race checkpoints in a row to see american fiction and i think you'll like jeffrey wright quite a bit i think uh i think i think he's stupendous and he's just he's it's a difficult role, Mike, because he's got to play like the straight man at times, but then he plays for comedy at other times. So it's it's very difficult. And all the, all the while, he's like holding, he's like the dramatic linchpin of the movie, which is pretty incredible too in American. Is fiction. there any way he sneaks up and grabs this from Giamatti and uh, Murphy? It's something's got to change. Like he's got to win SAG, or right. I mean, it, there's not going to be an eleventh hour surprise when. Murphy and Giamatti are trading wins, and then all of a sudden Jeffrey Wright takes it. I mean, we've seen things like that happen in the way, way back machine, but it hasn't happened recently. And Anthony Hopkins won BAFTA before he took yeah, before he took the true. Oscar, right? So even recent history has been kind of at least predict predictable. Jeffrey Wright would be unpredictable if he just swooped in last second. And he's not there at BAFTA to begin with, so... Is he not? That's right. Oh no! Yeah. So he can't. So he's got to win SAG. Yeah, SAG would have to be the uh, the path forward to him. Yeah, we expect it to be Murphy and Giamatti. It seems like it's been Murphy and Giamatti all season long. So, uh, you know, the two leading we have proper two horse races in both leading categories. I think that are going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun in the leads and supportings are wrapped up. Do you think supportings wrapped up? Or, all right, we'll have to go back to the past here. And talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how this insert's going to play. I hope you can follow it, dear listener. Um, we're going to go back to the past now. Previous uh, Mike one and also Mike from oh, this no, morning. Wait. No, you told huh? us we talked about supporting already. I'm, yeah, I'm we already talked about up. supporting. Yeah, yeah. We already did that. Yeah. Well, it's all right. I mean, as long as we can confuse the listener, that's what matters here. <laughs> you know, you spelled this out to me beforehand. No, this is where it's going in. It's not going in. <laughs> I'm a dope. And I'm a dope well, for not putting it in the dock. See you later. No. <laughs> Sorry about that little uh, mishap on our end. Hopefully you're able to follow it. Let's get back to uh, this morning's mics. <laughs> Animated feature. Animated feature nominees, The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So Robot Dreams was the lone nom that we did not pick, mm-hmm. even though we 
you know, we, we wanted to. We, we mentioned as much, and I think Clayton Davis had it good on him. Suzume was your pick, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I went with my heart there. It just goes to show you, folks, never go with your heart. <laughs> never do that when predicting Academy Awards. The Annie Awards stat remains Nimona, which probably wasn't going to be... <laughs> <laughs> picked by anyone to make this field about three weeks ago. Uh, uh, it comes out of the Annie Award nominations leading the field, and so now it's a uh, animated feature nominee uh, alongside Boy in the Hair and Elemental Robot Dreams and Spider-Verse. But we think this is, it has been for a while, a two-picture category. How do you pick this now, though? We were wondering if crossover noms would tell the story, if Spider-Verse got three, Boy in the Hair and just got the one, but now they're even, just one apiece. I think Spider-Verse might know. be in trouble. I mean, this yeah, is everyone's going in this thinking, well, it's his last Miyazaki's last film, you know? Let's give it to him. I don't know if the Golden Globe Critics Choice says anything. I mean, Golden Globe went Boy of the Heron, Critics Choice went Spider-Verse. Yes, the critics are going more towards Spider-Verse on the season. 30 something wins to teens for the Boy and the Heron. I don't know, man. International feature, Michael. Io Capitano, Perfect Days, Society of the Snow, The Taste, no, excuse me, The Teacher's Lounge. <laughs> Freudian slip. And the zone, the zone of Interest. So The Taste of Things, the big snub here. Uh, other snubs include Fallen Leaves, Totem, The Monk and the Gun, The Promised Land, Godland, 20 Days in Mariupol, Four Daughters, The Mother of All Lies, those three documentaries didn't make it. Uh, Americazzi, obviously Anatomy of a Fall, is not in international features. So this is where our ballots started to go downhill. Mm -hmm. We really struggled with this category. (laughs) We just got got two out of five. Rough one for us. Not good. Not good. Uh, There was like some, some, this category, not that category, mistakes, like 20 Days in Maripol, I think we both predicted in the other category. And you also picked four daughters, which showed up in the other category, right, documentary. Right. Yeah, so uh, that that didn't help our statistics. Otherwise, this is again, this is another category. Okay, the uh, happy to be here for the teachers' lounge has had a lot of. I've seen sustained momentum for that, so maybe there's an upset brewing there. But Io Capitan, uh, Perfect Days has to be happy. But you would think this is Society of the Snow versus the Zone of Interest, with the Zone of Interest having a lead. You would think so. You would think so. This is the zone of interest category to lose. Yeah, I would think. Uh, it's five nominees overall. It's more than a lead, I would say. Five to two plus best picture. The zone of interest, it would be a huge upset if it didn't, yeah. if, if it didn't win. Yeah. Documentary feature, Bobby Wine, The People's President, uh, The Eternal Memory, one of my favorite films on the year, Four Daughters, here it is, To Kill a Tiger. Remember that premise we read when it made the shortlist? This is awesome to see. That Again, the documentary feature branch zagging here 20 days in Mariupol, the fifth nom but the leaders on the season every year i don't understand what's going on well here's the thing it doesn't happen every year it's like every other year i mean we've seen we've seen movies that were leading what what other than quest loves movie quest loves movie yeah but what other has there been another yeah there's been other like what front runner i don't know about front runners you're 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 right in saying that the Critics' Choice winner is going to be a loser <laughs> in this category forever. Like Michael J. Fox, that movie should have been nominated. If you know, based on the precursor, Love, here it is not here. 
And it took forever for American Symphony to become a front runner in this category too. Like we thought all the up until like November, there's no front runner in in we were making jokes. There's no front runner for right. documentary features, so maybe they can't do it. And then American Symphony starts <laughs> getting a little bit of momentum and starts winning stuff, and it's shut out here. They do this every they, year. They do not like the pundits, is what I think. The pundits put forth one, two, three, four, five. Excuse me, four top films. With uh, American Symphony still beyond Utopia, and I believe this is Clayton Davis' stamp from the beginning. His list, none of them are here. <laughs> it's like egregious. <laughs> Apollo Eleven, uh, Jane, the Mister Rogers. Like they do this every freaking year. This year might be the most egregious because it's multiple films, not just one. The Eternal Memory, Four Daughters, awesome movies. Twenty Days in Mariupol. We both agree. Heroin. Yeah. Effect- affecting film i have not watched the people's president or to kill a tiger yet i'm eager to do so and uh the uh, bobby wine is on uh hulu right now so i'm gonna do that asap what what so, wins what could possibly win in this category <laughs> the top four picks are not here it's wide open man 20 days in mariupol and four daughters would be my guess but eternal memory won sundance and sundance love seems actually to be one of the few things you can count on with the documentary feature yeah. category. Yeah, maybe. Crazy. Anyway, we have original song, The Fire Inside Me of Flamin' Hot. I'm Just Ken and uh, What Was I Made For, the two songs from Barbie. It never went away. American Symphony gets the John Batiste song, but the John Batiste doc <laughs> gets snubbed. And then a song for my people from Killers of the Flower Moon. That fifth spot was wide open. We both said it. We both picked different songs yeah you picked a color purple song i picked the hunger games song and uh yeah the killers of the flower moon with a flex there it's a song by the osage tribe as well as uh credited uh to scott george there so that's that's fun to see do you want to have a couple moments of silence to uh eulogize and remember dance the night's oscars potential dance the night got beat on a technicality here yeah it did and Am I Dreaming from Spider-Verse was another one of my favorite songs on the year that I was listening to all morning. I'm bummed to see that miss. I'm also a big Sharon Von Etten fan, even though I'm, I mean, Quiet Eyes is a solid song from her. She's She's got great songs on the rest of her CV there, but I was rooting for her. Is there a chance, seeing as how we saw how the Academy and their different branches treated Barbie overall, and... Uh, maybe they see I'm Just Ken is too funny and maybe they don't want to give Billie Eilish her second Oscar at the age of 23 or 22, whatever she is, so young. Uh, is there a possibility that it's finally Diane Warren's year? Oh, there's a possibility. <laughs> you if, think Especially so? if those Barbie, if, yeah, especially if those Barbie songs are like splitting the vote. But I, I would, I would still expect Billie Eilish to win. I would. Can you imagine? Diane Warren has to watch Billie Eilish, who's obviously fantastic, but is like half her age, get her second Oscar while Diane Warren is there for the billionth time with zero. I don't know, man. (laughs) I just, I don't know a note of the Fire Inside Me song. Nobody does. Diane Warren probably doesn't. I, I cannot remember Poor a single woman. solitary note. Uh, music and lyrics by Diane Warren. I don't know who sang it. She should I probably either start it. showing up like 
in a mocking dress are just totally hammered on the red carpet. Like she's got to like, do something. Totally different. hammered would be funny. Yeah. Totally hammered would be funny. Uh, but okay. What was I made for? What was I made for? Crying into a microphone for ET. Here's the part where we fall apart in, mm-hmm. the, in the episode. And, we held it together uh, Diane, for a little bit. We did hold it together for a little bit this time. I agree. Original score. American fiction. Historic nom. Really good. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. John Williams. Oh, my God. Amazing. How many nominees? 80s. 80-something nominees. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oppenheimer. Poor things. So, Spider-Verse. Daniel Pemberton. Mm. Bummer. Not here. Boy in the Heron. Joe Ishaishi. Not here. Society of the Snow. Michael Giacchino. Nope. Michael Giacchino! Last time you'll do that this season. <laughs> Anthony Willis for Saltburn. Got the uh, BAFTA nom. Not here. So, my nemesis, Jerskin. Yeah. Hendrix. He's here. But we, we predicted him to be mm-hmm. here. Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon. Predictable. American Fiction, Indiana Jones. Fun, fun nominees, a historic nom there for Laura Karpman. And uh, nice to see that the Society of uh, Composers and Lyricists, we got to put more faith into that guild going forward, Michael, I would say. I I just feel stupid for not picking John Williams. Mm. When he shows up, you pick him. You probably should pick him. I'd rather be wrong picking him than wrong having not predicted him and having this happen it's probably barely original in terms of the screenplay too <laughs> or score score i think you said that too during our prediction episode like how much of that is even original it's a, it's the fifth movie of this <laughs> series film editing film editing anatomy of a fall the holdovers killers of the flower moon oppenheimer and poor things snubbed from editing Barbie, Maestro, Air, probably the three biggest snubs for you and I. You know, we, uh, you beat me here. You picked the five. I missed poor things. Uh, I went for Barbie. So good job by you. Five Thank to five you. editing. Yay. Uh, this is a big deal for Anatomy of the Fall. And uh, I think it's an indictment of Barbie and Maestro and their best picture. It hurts chances. because. There is a best picture correlation with the yeah. editing. It's usually it's usually this. best picture nominations, but nonetheless, I mean, still. Again, how do you go for Barbie and Best Picture now? It doesn't even have the editing nom, dude. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Bruh. You can't. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. can. I think Barbie was a. Uh, uh, there was a definitive statement made by the Academy. I think today. Cinematography. El Conde, great pick by you. Great pick by the Camera Image Film Festival. That was the. The shiniest frog award that could be picked. You picked it. The silver frog award. I live my life by the frogs. Killers of the Flower Moon. (laughs) In cinematography. Maestro, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Zone of Interest, Saltburn, Barbie. Out in cinematography. But Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Maestro, Killers, and El Conde are your five. I stand by what I said last episode. If if, If Maestro somehow wins this, the cinematographers for John Wick 4 should also take the stage. Well, you said if it got nominated, so therefore, yeah, killer, well, uh, yeah well, John, John Wick Four is nominated. As far as I'm concerned, it is. It's here. They should just that's, take the seats that are reserved for Maestro cinematographers. Strange hill to climb, <laughs> and be vulnerable to death. 
upon. <laughs> it's not a good one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Cinematography is always a fun category, though. And it's not the easiest to predict because you got British societies, you got American cinematographer societies selecting precursors. And yeah, man, it's it's tough to predict sometimes. We'll see. Oppenheimer has been winning throughout the season, but you never know. We've seen a lot of late season switches. Remember when Mank won out of nowhere? Oh, yeah, not yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Not out yeah. of nowhere. It won the BAFTA or something, but yeah. yeah. Late breaker. Costume design. Barbie is here. Killers of the Flower Moon. Napoleon. Oppenheimer. Poor things. So Maestro. That was chalk. That was the five predicted nominees. I think we both did well. Yep, we both did five out of five. Good job by us in costumes. We are the costume design masters of High the five. universe. High uh, five through the internet. Oppenheimer's winning best picture. <laughs> There's no reason for it to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Barbie should win this category. Oppenheimer's winning best picture. Yeah. This is the coattails. Maestro should be here over Oppenheimer, right? There's a lot of suits in Maestro, too, but there's... There are a lot of suits, but at least they have some of them have tails. Right. <laughs> some of them did have tails, but that was a really cool-looking hat in Oppenheimer. <laughs> it's a great hat. You're right. Cool glasses, too. a great too. hat. Yeah. Sound design. Sound design was surprising because we hear we have the creator. The creator was not predicted by many. In fact, it was 10th in whoever's noms I wrote down here in terms of the punditry. Anyway... The Creator, Maestro, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Oppenheimer, and The Zone of Interest, Sound Design 5, Napoleon, Ferrari, and Barbie are out in terms I'm of the snubs. I'm Ferrari being out. Ferrari not getting it here. I wonder if people watched the movie. Yeah, good point. I had that concern about American fiction, and it was answered with a resounding yes. So, yeah, you're probably right. Not enough people uh, watched Ferrari. Cool day for Mission Impossible. Weird day that, I mean, it's n- not one of the more successful Mission Impossibles lately in any way, as far as no. box office goes, but it's the first one to be nominated for multiple Oscars. I think the first one to be nominated for any Oscars, if I remember right. Um, did you have the creator, or am I misremembering? No, you, no, you are misremembering. We both okay. got three out of five. We both got Oppie Maestro Zone of Interest and missed on the last two there. Uh, we both had Barbie. Barbie misses here in sound design. We're thinking like the musical aspect of Barbie. And, and then I had Ferrari and you had something else. Or did you have Ferrari? No, I had Ferrari. No, we both had Ferrari. I, I, I put Barbie in here, I'll be honest, because I expected the Academy to love it and have it be a double-digit nomination. And obviously right. not the case. Makeup and hairstyling. We have Golda, Maestro. Where you get to flex. Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Society of the Snow. I am five for five here. Oh boy. You're four for five. You yeah. did a nice job, too. I, I, of uh, all, the ones I missed was Golda, of all pictures. And the one movie I was on from the way-too-early 100% accurate Oscars show. Well, it leaves you as 100% accurate. You <laughs> knew Golda was getting nominated for an Oscar. Right. You just picked the wrong Oscar. Right, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, conventional wisdom would have said Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. It would have said Helen Mirren. But yes, you were Golda, able to look through that. You saw the forest for the trees. Yeah. The 3D printing. And I watched the movie. I watched the movie like last month and you've resisted it because you're just bitter against your. Uh, I'm not paying $7 for. It's on. No, it's on. Uh, oh, yeah. On you've said that. Stars you've said or that. something. You know what I've been watching a lot lately is uh, these these 
documentary series on uh, like HBO Max or Max or whatever it is, like Natalia Grace, okay. the Mo- Mother Earth. Great, great, yeah. great, great. We're talking about Oscars here, and you you always do this. You, you know what I've been watching a lot. You lately. went off on a, a tangent earlier about what? What are we talking about? Broadchurch, but yeah, Broadchurch broad is church. At least exactly. connected. I don't want to hear. <laughs> I connected it. You don't connect. You don't connect. You're like you know what I've been watching a lot lately. <laughs> YouTube vignettes about making pizza. <laughs> yeah, what about it? <laughs> They're informative. It just it doesn't just doesn't connect. I don't know. <laughs> Golda gets in. I am bragging. Uh, good job by me. Yes, Production design. Me. Well, I, I Produ- Killers of the Flower Moon. I am upset. Miss makeup and hairstyling. There was some cool native hairstylings in that movie. Right. Right. Just want to make that um, known. They just powdered up Emily Blunt and Killian Murphy, and in, in one scene, they powdered them up. And what's poor things? Just because of Defoe? Well, poor yeah, poor things for Defoe and a couple other characters, I think, in there. But Not happy. but Defoe. Okay. All right. S- Society of the Snow. They they lost a lot of weight. I don't know if you know that in the movie. They were gaunt. It was yucky. Yeah. Well, I think gaunt is the right word, right? Production like design, even if it's fake. production design, Michael, we should have went with our picks. For, again, we're more accurate the further away you get. <laughs> the closer we get, we're less accurate. So we did CNC Plus today, ergo, and that's after three predictions. Excuse me, two prediction specials. Two. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, think about this. Last time we were seventy-five percent accurate. And that that's what came through today, or better. You did a little better. You we did a little better than uh, than seventy five. Yeah, you did well. The first time we were one hundred percent accurate. That's right. So that's not a lie. You guys think that's a shtick? It is not. <laughs> it is the truth, and it is. I mean, more importantly, we're projecting our projections. Yeah, that's right. We are st- statistically correct in projecting our projections. <laughs> Unbelievable. Production design, Barbie. His powers can't kill- be owned. <laughs> Production design, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. What I, what I was trying to say is we were right about this category eight months ago, and we're wrong now because there were a couple of dopes which is just plagiarize ourselves. Did you predict Napoleon? No, but we predicted Napoleon. We were like banging the table. It's the most obvious thing in the wor- world. They're going to show the... You know, they're going to show the battles. Napoleon's getting nominated here. And then we don't predict it today because I got to be like, Asteroid City was still good. Why are people forgetting it? <laughs> well, Asteroid City, we, we you were sticking to your guns. That was respectable because we said Wes like, Anderson Saltburn. should be there. Yeah. Saltburn was just a shot in a castle. Yeah, I, I'm still shocked. But nobody's focusing on the castle when yeah, they're true. in the castle. That's true. They're focusing on other things. Barry Keoghan's in the castle. dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Visual <laughs> effects. The Creator, Godzilla Minus One, hell yes. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, and Napoleon. The leader among the punditry for visual effects was Poor Things. Poor Things is not here. Society of the Snow, that plane crash, really good effects, not here. Could have been a history-making fourth animated feature nominated for uh, with Spider-Verse being in VFX. Nope. Indy 5, Rebel Moon, also on the shortlist, not here. The Creator, we knew. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Impossible, Napoleon, we kind of knew. Godzilla minus one was the uh, question, not here. Are you surprised Poor Things missed? 
I don't know the VFX oh, excuse involved. Me. Godzilla in here. No, poor things. We were surprised. We were surprised. Poor things missed. No, well, you, I, I mean, I'm saying I, I was just pre- I was just guessing because it was at the top of everyone's list. But you having seen the movie, are you surprised to see it miss? It was like a Mank situation where they VFXed a lot of the production design. Remember that? Yeah. Remember that whole thing yep, where they're like, it's green screened. It's all in the background. All the steampunk stuff. Yeah. Was fake. It wasn't real. That's, like, that's I, steampunk is just a fantasy. May not exist. In various people's minds. And this was Scottish steampunk nonsense, beautifully brought to life on the green screen. But they did not give it credit in visual effects at all. If I go to Scotland wearing goggles, is that steampunk? Uh, I, I would have to go with the yes. Okay. It's definitely Poor Things version of steampunk. All right, good. I feel like goggles are the big, like that's how you, the biggest step you could take towards steampunk is getting a pair of goggles. Mm-hmm. I agree. No? It, well, with no. a hat on top. You have to yeah. wear a hat yep, on yep, top. Yep, agree. You have to have some kind of covering for your head. Yeah. But the goggles go over it. And you never wear the goggles. They're always, They're always the like flipped up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? the hell are we talking about <laughs> we should end this episode i got a c plus you got to see if if we go with uh you i beat you by three otherwise i beat you by four but jody foster i did change the pick i'm i'm, I'm okay with a c uh considering how unsure i was going in with uh i, I take it you're not happy with the c plus no but I, i'm not as i thought i was gonna fail i thought we were both failing the test yeah yeah, so did I. So that's why I'm happy with the C. <laughs> this is this is like lower end for us, but it's not bad. Like we've done B pluses before. Yes, but but this is solid. Like you I've have. done like nine. Well. No, I've done ninety something out of one hundred five before. Right. right. Anyway, animated short film. We could kind of talk about these quick, just based on the titles. Mike, who is yep. winning? Letter to a Pig, mm-hmm. Ninety Five Senses, Our mm-hmm. Uniform, Pachyderm. War is over, inspired by the music of John and Yoko. Who's winning? Well, Letter to a Pig is what happens anytime someone writes me in the mail. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so corny. You're Thank just, you. You're shot. I should <laughs> just ask, I should phrase these questions to myself. War is over, inspired by the music of John and Yoko. No. If you're going by the title, is the correct answer. No, I don't think so. I disagree. I think there's. Everybody's I think John and Yoko is polarizing. I'm going to pick right, this. our uniform. <laughs> it's the least descriptive title. <laughs> Documentary short film. The ABCs of book banning. Yep. The Barber of Little Rock. Island in between. The Last Repair Shop. Nine-Eye and Waipo. Documentary short film. I hear the ABCs of book banning, but The Barber of Little Rock was the movie I wanted to click play on most. I probably should have watched it already. Yeah. Nine Eye and Waipo seems to be personal about So when I said what do you think, you're just gonna rename all the nominees? <laughs> I watched the last repair shop, but it was I just I couldn't get into it. Really with Chris Bowers attached. Okay. Uh I Island think the, in Between is about an island in between two go. people. Really just I think. rounding up the category there. <laughs> um I was just based on the title alone, ABC's a book banning seems very prevalent. Okay. 
live action short film the after which i watched david oyelowo was in that that's on netflix okay. invincible i have no idea where that is even though i love the amazon series invincible night of fortune red white and blue and the wonderful story of henry sugar that's the cumberbatch short on netflix by wes anderson so one of the two the cumberbatch cumberboo all right cumberbill yeah thank you that's that's what i know who it is the wonderful story of henry sugar and the and the after on netflix everything how did how did the uh the famous shorts do overall did the ones that with the big names attached all get in that you expected the pedro almodovar did not okay strange Uh, i I thought there was one that was missing I can't remember this title for the life of me. Strange Friends? That's not it. And who was the other one? Oscar Isaac in that? No, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Strange Hawk. Way of Life. Okay. Thank you, Internet, but bad job by me. Anyway, this is we're usually more upbeat, but I think we are deprived of sleep. So we're going to have to come back and do like a serious version of what we did today. There's what we did today. It's our goofy reaction show, hot <laughs> off the presses, and then there's actually a researched. I think hot, I do you know. think it's difficult too because I think it went kind of chalky. Like we were, like we said going in, we we were down to like seven or eight names for a lot of these categories. So we've had a couple months of analyzing the same movies here. So you're saying even two dopes like us could get passing grades? Maybe that's what I'm saying. One? Yeah. You get lucked out. Well, I'm I'm kind of just saying that we've like we've analyzed this field a lot, and now that we have actual nominations laid at our feet, now we can play the game of what's going to win what and fitting the puzzle together. It's a fun game, but as far as as far as first reactions go, it might be tough to kind of be blown away by anything. Well, off the jump here, do you think Oppenheimer's dominating? Just dominating, going to win six, seven of thirteen? It's definitely winning. Probably sound, score, uh, director, obviously. RDG, yeah, I mean. That's five. Sound, score, RDJ, director. Where's the fifth? Sound, score, RDJ, director, picture. Picture, yeah. I I mean, I would would put Editing, six. Yeah, it looks, I mean, it's shaping up to be, unless Poor Things is, like you said, laying in the weeds here and we just don't get it yet we don't get a lot of things that's true i don't know very true if you know this cinematographies would be seven for oppenheimer it's been crushing cinematography and if it does all that (laughs) is it going to win makeup and hair just because (laughs) no (laughs) no it's not seven out of it has a chance in screenplay certainly right like we, we're coming off a year in which I said everything, everywhere, all at once had like the greatest Oscars night in history, and I firmly believe it. It won three acting categories, it won screenplay, it won picture, and then like director picture, and now you could have something repeat with maybe actor, maybe supporting actor, <laughs> director picture, and a bunch of texts. Hey, if Barbie wins adapted costume, song, and production design. It's supposed to win costume and production design. Adapted costume, song, production design, and Barbie wins four. That's saving face for Barbie, right? Sure. Four of eight? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anything above one for any of the top four films, right? 
Killers maybe only needs to win one to have a good night. Mm. All right. So we got some got some narratives. We got some through lines here. Anyway, I should have gotten more sleep last night. <laughs> I was excited. This was this was an exciting year. I just, you know, yeah. it was it was up and down and uh, a lot of things we wanted happened and a lot of things we wanted did not happen. Absolutely. Well, it's gonna be fun to talk about, man. Yep. So uh, we're taking our marks and we're off and running here. The Oscar noms are live. And as always, dear listener, what matters most to us are your thoughts on this field. Uh, What were you surprised to see here? What were you surprised to see snubbed? Did your favorites make the field? We want to hear all of that from you as well. As always, any other thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns you have about anything we do here in the MMO Empire, as always, you can leave us those on our social medias. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter or X, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com. And on Reddit, we're available wherever you do hear podcasts. And if you listen to us on either the Apple Podcast or Spotify app, if you appreciate what we do here, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review, those help us out immensely. Thank you to everyone who has done so thus far. Michael, uh, we have a slight change in plans for our schedule coming up. Tell the good people about that. Let's have some words of wisdom to end on. Well, I think it is wise to thank our audience. And I'm going to give them an assignment that we gave them years ago. Okay. And I want them to help me write the Mike, Mike and Oscars. <laughs> so I, I, I tried to write them and there's just a lot of good movies this year where I'm like, just, I feel like it's just fun to talk about all these good movies. It's a good year for movies. Sure. And it's a deep year of like yeah. B plus a minus movies, deep, really good year. And I'm having trouble writing the snarky goofy categories the mike mike and oscars is always and i want to feature those categories because i just i, I i'm like uh, i'm like what's his name in uh private parts what's howard, howard stern, stern? <laughs> all i want to do is be funny that's all I, and, and he's not funny <laughs> and he's like crying in the scene just like just want to be funny on the radio and that not movie funny. houses uh someone who might win best actor this year and his name was Pig Vomit in that movie. Pig Vomit. Pig Vomit. I <laughs> want him to Yeah. Anyway, WNBC. We have <laughs> we have uh, the Mike, Mike, and Oscars coming. You guys have helped us r- write that show before. So if you got categories, send them over. We can't promise we'll select it. It's got to be appropriate, of course. But send us what you got. We'll, we'll try and answer whatever categories you make up. So, yeah. No matter how goofy or inane, that's what we like. But as long as they're appropriate, but yeah. We're going to do an Oscar race checkpoint maybe the next two episodes. We'll have a Sundance review segment uh, two episodes from now. I'm going to watch a lot of Sundance movies over the weekend. And the next episode, we're going to do some Oscars fallout. But there's, like you said, at the top of the show, man, we do an Oscar you know, podcast year-round. But we also hit on a ton of breaking news stories in the entertainment industry. And we got a big story about Monday Night Raw going to Netflix. Netflix trying to take over the world, certainly live television. Entering That's the live a big event story. game, yeah. We never talked about the Emmys, even though we both tweeted about and watched some of the Emmys. I watched most of it. I think you watched most of it. So we could talk about the Emmys a little bit. I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch most of it. I won't say most of it, but I did see highlights. And the highlights, there was some stuff that was just like, yeah, this is what an award show should be. Yeah. Right. I loved, I loved what I watched and... Uh, we were we were very high on the Emmys. Yeah, very high. 
So uh, a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. But uh, like we said, we need your help writing the Mike, Mike and Oscars. Send us the categories. If you want to send us nominees for the categories as well. Uh, like Mike said, we can't promise that it'll make the show, but uh, we want it to be your award show as much as, as it is ours. Uh, send and those make, to uh, us. Make declarations too. Like I'll do declarations in between. Just like yeah. be- best movie about Frankenstein doctors. <laughs> best use of things. steroids. Zach Efron. <laughs> Best use of steroids, Zach. F. Yes, stuff like that. Make declarations if you want as well. There you go. Cool, <laughs> guys. As always, when reality sucks, you can use steroids with us, Mike. Mike. No, why? <laughs> you always say the last thing. You always oh, no. say the last thing. That's oh, the no. worst. <laughs> oh no! The kids listen to these. We're already here. I can't go back. Uh, Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuffiness. We will see you very soon. See ya.